0: Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GGD Nordic. I'm Morten Røvik and I'm here with my friend and colleague Lars Rotskil Hendrickson. Hello Lars.
1: Hi Morten, happy to be back once again with another episode of our podcast and I think this one will be one that the listeners will really benefit from. If you haven't listened before, our goal with this podcast is to support you in using the GTD methodology to clear your mind, get everything out of your head so you can stay present with whatever you're doing, achieving stress-free productivity. And we hope that you find these episodes valuable regardless of your uh, experience with GTD. Um, And if you want a refresher or learn more about the basics of GTD, we recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six of this podcast.
0: Yes, great. And uh, today's episode is an interview you've done with uh, Birgitte Alström from the largest leadership organization in Denmark with 108,000 members and an unpronounceable name of that organization in English. But I I think it is called the leaders if you want to translate it directly. But what is it called, uh, Lars?
1: Yeah, it's called Lidderne. So in this episode, I'm talking to Birgit Alström from Lidderne. And Birgit is a really uh, cool longtime Danish gtd -er that I've met through our GTD Copenhagen meetups. Um, She's a very experienced leadership advisor. And in this interview, you'll hear how she came across GTD, um, how she uses it today in her role as a professional and also as a parent. So she has a lot of experience with GTD. So I was really happy that she agreed to share some of her uh, experience experiences, um, and that's what you hear in today's episode.
0: Great. And then without further ado, here is Birgitte. And now our special guest.
1: I'm here with Birgitte Elström. Uh, Birgitte, welcome to the GTD Nordic Podcast.
2: Thank you, Lars. My pleasure.
1: So, first off, could you please tell the listeners a bit about who you are and what you do for work?
2: Well, my name is uh, Brigitte Elstrå. In uh, 25 years, I have worked as a leader of digital development departments and projects. And today I work as a leadership advisor at Lederne, which is the largest mm-hmm. leadership association of managers and executives in Denmark with around 130,000 members. And at Lederne, I give confidential sparing to leaders and I participate in the public debate and give speeches about leadership and Leaders, also as a guest lecturer at the University of Copenhagen. And privately, I'm living in a house south of Copenhagen, Denmark, together with my family. So I guess I'm a person with plenty of projects going on. <laughs> yeah,
1: it really, it really sounds like it. Uh, so I, I imagine that GTD will be a, a helpful uh, thing for you to to make sure that is it's always up and running. Um, oh, yeah. Where where did you learn GTD? And when when did you start?
2: I think back in around 2010, one of my wonderful colleagues introduced me to the CDs of David Allen called GTD Managing Projects, because we were both very eager to optimize our project productivity. So I started out listening to the CDs and I searched on Google on how other people had implemented GTD. It very much supported my beliefs on how to handle my personal productivity. So I started to adapt my systems to the GTD principles whenever it made sense to me. And uh, later on, I read the GTD books by David Allen. And today I have to admit I'm a heavy user of G2D videos, podcasts and <laughs> all GTD meetups in Denmark to constantly challenge my way of working.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we, where we met up as part of these uh, meetups that we regularly do. So if you are based in, in Copenhagen or the area around it, then I uh, highly recommend go to meetup.com or if you're in one of the other cities in the Nordics, uh, have a look at meetup.com to see if there might be a GTD group uh, near you. Uh, it's it's really um, always interesting for me to see how helpful and, and sharing uh, and caring people that, that join these meetups, always uh, ready to to share some tips as we also spoke about before this recording that there's always some some good tips uh, to to learn from other GTDers and some some friendly people all around.
2: Yes, and sure and now looking back, I think 10 years later, yeah. I think if I was to start with GTD today, I would I would simply start taking a training course with you Lars or one of the other professional GTD trainers and read the getting things done workbook and join the GTD meetups in the Nordics because I've spent far too much time in the beginning trying to figure it out myself. Mm,
1: yeah. And that's, you know, that's where a lot of people, people started before this was available uh, across the world with, with GTD training, uh, where the franchises uh, now offer that, uh, or franchisees offer that. Uh, so it really is helpful for a lot of people to get a really good start rather than having to, to find, find their own, own ways, uh, for sure. Um, do you use GTD uh, both at home and at work, or is it mostly at work?
2: Oh, yes. I, I do use GTD both at home and work. To me, GTD is a way of being in life, so I do not distinguish my way of working with personal productivity between home or work. I apply the same set of principles throughout the day.
1: Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and for most people listening, uh, you know, when you start off with GCD, a lot of people implement it at work and, and soon you realize, well, uh, these are, these things are working really well for me and working so smoothly. Why, why shouldn't it be the same, same at home? So uh, great, great that it's working both at home and at work. And I seem to remember from one meetup that your, your, your son even has an, an inbox already, even though he's not that old yet.
2: Yes. Um, I never... I've never asked other people to follow specific GTD principles. Mm. The GTD methodology is working very effectively for me, and I'm always open to share which methods are working for me. But I leave the initiative to each person to start exploring what's working for them. Mm -hmm. But I would say, exactly as you say, at home, though, I have asked each family member to have an inbox where I can place their stuff floating around the house. (laughs) So my 10-year-old son now has his own physical inbox.
3: Mm, great. and
2: and somehow he has also figured out himself to write small notes whenever he needs to empty his head at school mm. or at bedtime and he has done that for several years
1: great great Yeah, so it's, it's always uh, fascinating to me how how these principles are really universal they even regard this of, uh, of of age
3: yeah
1: so how have you used gtd in your role um and have you now you Sort of mention it, uh, whether you've implemented it in your teams, perhaps not implemented it as such, but maybe use some of the best practices from GTD, like agenda lists, maybe.
2: Well, I, I've I've used GTD in many different roles, for example, as a leader, as a project manager, as a self-employed, as a leadership advisor, and also, as I mentioned, as a family person. Mm-hmm. Because GTD is my method to stay focused on the most important things for me and the people dependent on me. So so G2D is the way I capture and organize my ideas and the way I prioritize between the many ideas and projects I have always running at the same time. Um, In all my roles, I find it's very important that I'm present in what I'm doing right now. So having a method where I can empty my head and feel comfortable about that makes it possible for me to be much more aligned with my higher priorities when mm. I choose what to focus on right now.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Great. And what's been, you know, looking back, you've, you've used GTD for a long time now. What, what's been your your biggest wins and, and how has that impacted your work and life?
2: I think some of some of the steps in GTD has always been a natural behavior for me, like empty my head and mm. daily and weekly reviews and working with Horizons. So I think the biggest wins for me with GTD has been having a very simple workflow and system to keep my focus on the things that matter most to me and the people dependent on me. Hmm. And GTD, with GTD, I now trust my system. And with the five steps of GTD, capture, clarify, organize, reflect, and engage, I can now easily identify where my system eventually is broken, which it is sometimes,
3: <laughs> and how
2: <laughs> I might fix it. Yeah. So so I think the fundamental impact of GTD for me is that I'm taking control over the parts of my life I'm able to control and focus on doing the things that are most valuable for me and others,
3: which mm.
2: by the end of the day makes me happy and relaxed while extremely efficient most of the time.
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly. And you know it's it's always fun for me when we do, for example, uh, courses when we talk about what we call the productive experience, meaning that, that you're relaxed, you're in control, uh, you're appropriately engaged with with your your work in life. Um, it's it's um, you know that can be being very productive, working on some things. But the most productive thing you can do can also be to to lay down on the couch or play with yeah. your son or whatever it might be. So having that full picture of your your life and and can then make the the trusted choices really am. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really a value in GTD for sure. So, going down a bit to more practical levels, uh, GTDers always like to share tools that could be in meetups, or that could be uh, here on the uh, the podcast. And we're always curious to hear what uh, what tools that um, GTDers out there are using, uh, like yourself. So, things like your your list manager, or reference system, support material capture tools, uh, automations, or you know, what would you perhaps uh, highlight from 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 your system?
2: Well, to me, the most important criteria is that the tools and content is available to me wherever I am to support that. I'm very digital. So a main criteria for me regarding digital tools is that it's working across platforms. So for me, that means mm-hmm. across Windows and iOS. Okay. So for action lists, I use Todoist.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: started out purely with pen and paper, then... I went through tasks in Outlook and then Evernote, but I never found my way through. Mm-hmm. And I have far too many projects going on at the same time to rely on physical paper. Very often, though, I do my prioritization of the days without looking at to do because I have realized that I have a quite well-functioning body sensor regarding what is the best thing for me to do right now mm-hmm. compared to my different horizons of focus. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I revisit my higher horizons several times a year, which makes it easier for me to navigate without my lists throughout the day. Um, My digital system for reference and support materials, I use Evernote and Dropbox. Mm -hmm. Evernote for me is for meetings, learnings, ideas, whereas Dropbox is more, more dedicated to the larger projects or images. And I also have my checklists in Evernote, like when I have to run a webinar, giving a presentation, or Christmas is coming up, or my weekly review. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you ask about capturing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Capturing, I use several tools. I always carry with me either pen and paper or my iPhone or iPad. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, In my back, I carry different sizes of paper, including the GGD Capture Wallet. Oh, and I have a stack of paper and pens available in almost every room at home. So when an idea is suddenly popping into my head, I either write it down on a piece of paper or, and place it in my inbox, or I write the idea directly into where it belongs in either Todoist, uh, Evernote, or Dropbox. Sometimes I might dictate the idea into the app Drafts 5 and send it to Todoist or Evernote. Hmm. Um, my meeting notes, I r- either write, type directly into Evernote or I handwrite with my Apple Pencil on the app the Note Shelf on my mm-hmm. iPad and I save the document in Evernote or Dropbox. Mm-hmm. If I write meeting notes on paper, I either retype it into Evernote or scan the paper with the app Doc Scanner on my iPhone to Evernote or Dropbox. Cool. And many of my notes includes drawings. So if, if they do that, I use note shelf or paper uh, to include that.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah. Two other tools I use quite a lot is I'm very fond of using mind maps. Uh, i either use pen and paper or the app MindMeister because mm-hmm. it works across Windows and iOS. And then I'm also a heavy use of whiteboards and post-it notes. And if I work purely digital, I would use Mural or other virtual platforms, depending on who I work with. And if I use a physical whiteboard, I would just capture the whiteboard with a camera and save to Dropbox. Or I would use the post-it app from 3M or Mural to capture the whiteboard to continue working on it in a digital uh, format.
1: Oh, cool. I I wasn't aware of those. So several good, uh, several good tips in there. I'll have to go and have to go and check out. (laughs) So, so I just want to pause for a moment for, for, you mentioned also that you do more uh, reviews of the higher horizons and it's something that we've, we've spoken a bit about. Uh, Could you maybe share a few um, notes on, on how you do them and and how frequently you do them? Um,
2: I do them thoroughly two times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do that thoroughly I I take out two days—not two entire days—but I I take out maybe four hours each day. Uh, the first day, simply simply just emptying my head, uh, thinking about what what would future look like for me. What ha- what are my learnings from the past uh, since I did it last time? Mm-hmm. So I think. Simply empty my head and and try to organize it in, in a way that works for me, mm-hmm. and then the um, and then the next day I would take my my old documentation of my horizons and and see what has changed or is there something I forgot because and and why and why is that not important anymore or why is that suddenly important, so I would uh, compare those two, and then I would end up. Um, I would end up, yeah, finalizing the the horizons from from the top to to the bottom.
3: Hmm.
2: And the reason why I, I do it over two days is be, is because that that there will happen some reflection in my head when I'm not working on it hmm. uh, the night or, or the next morning. So that's why I, I do it like that. Hmm. And then and then whenever I feel nece- if I feel necessary, uh, I I revisit my horizons. Uh, that could be a change in in workload or projects has changed or I simply just have a feeling that I find it difficult to navigate in, in what to choose uh, of between my projects when I have to prioritize, I simply just revisit. But that would be a short revisit, hmm. half an hour or an hour yeah, on my own.
1: Sounds great, and you—you uh, you couldn't know this, but the podcast that will be coming out before this one is actually uh, specifically where we talk about the half-year review, and then much of what I mentioned there as well. For example, spreading it over two days uh, is, is really also my experience that that things really show up, and it's fun to see how the subconscious will will work on these things once you are more structured in in feeding it what you're actually what what, what you're actually paying attention to. Yes. So um, the listeners around the world uh, listening to this podcast, they're always uh, appreciative of any good tips or, or tricks. Um, what's your best or maybe most recent good tweak to your system, like tools, new ways of working the process, anything you, you'd want to share?
2: Ah, good question. Yeah, well, a, a recent tweak has been to add some separate large physical boxes at home for odd-sized project support materials. <laughs> yeah. The bad that need the bag that needs to be fixed, the books I want to give away but haven't decided yet to whom, they simply piled up around the house and they created unnecessary noise to me. Mm. So simply by realizing that I needed two large physical boxes to store this odd-sized project support material was actually a great relief. <laughs> uh, and and then I kept thinking because then I suddenly realized that I could also add a separate large physical box at home for errands, all -hmm. those odd sized things I need to return to a shop or a friend's house. Um, That actually made a small, very small tweak, but it made a huge difference for me. Mm. Um, Then my latest tweak um, a few weeks ago has been to rethink the organization of my bag for work Mm
3: -hmm.
2: because during Busy times, I tended ending up carrying around with too much stuff in my bag because I work at two different locations, and also very often during transportation. But now I have re-implemented the habit of emptying my bag every day and reorganize the way I divide the stuff in my bag into folders with inbox, to home, action, support, etc.
1: Great. Great. So I just noticed that uh, with my uh, <laughs> with my wife's bag that I recently bought her. Uh, so I'll have to ask her to to listen. Make sure she listened to this uh, podcast episode because that also started to to fill up with uh, work from from different lo- locations. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Great tips and great with the uh, support material because that can at least I, I recognize that from my own uh, GTD practice that I I was missing a a good place for this. Um, and I don't know if I remember uh, mentioning this on the podcast before, but I. I remember I Remember one guy from a um, from a course a few years back, where he was um, working on on prototyping these uh, huge machinery, uh, and obviously there were uh, things would break, and they would come back to him so he could improve the, uh, the machinery for next time. So he really had a, a you know full set of uh, steel shelves, I think, in the in the basement with all the stuff that came in for him. So uh, so it's a good uh, good thing to be aware of and, and figure out a way to to organize it uh, in a sense in a way that makes sense to you. Last question. What is next for you with GTD? Hmm.
2: Yes, we always have something coming up, don't we? <laughs> uh, for those of you uh, who have met me at our GTD meetings will know that I'm still investigating how to best organize all the inspirational digital articles, social media posts, etc. cetera.
3: Hmm. But I
2: keep capturing for both actual projects and someday maybe projects. So that is my, my next GTD project. And then I'm uh, waiting for the new Apple Watch release later this year, simply to, <laughs> to test it out and primarily for capturing ideas um, and also to start using Siri a bit more. Mm, yeah.
1: Great stuff. Thank you so much for your time, begin. Really appreciate it.
2: Oh, my pleasure.
0: Great stuff. I really like that interview, Lars. Anything uh, you would like to add for what she said?
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, just the fact that even her 10-year-old son has an inbox. I mean, how, how cool is that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I really like how she doesn't really push GCD on anyone. She leads by example, uh, really aligned with what the leadership organization is all about. Exactly. Um, and uh, although she didn't mention it in the interview, um, I do remember her telling a story in a GTD meetup where she had just joined the the company um, and, and her colleagues were wondering about that strange desk she had because it was it was all empty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have any work to do? I'm um, sure it's it's all in the system. Um, so really a great demonstration of the power of GCD. Uh, and I'm sure other listeners out there can, can recognize that experience.
0: Mm, great. Well, um, I'm happy that you did that interview and I really hope that it has been um, valuable for you, the listener. Um, and Lars will you take it out take us out sure
1: so as usual if you want to learn more about GTD we recommend people in the Nordics to go to GtdNordic.com where you can find all the local websites for the GTD businesses across the Nordics um, and on those websites you'll find a lot of articles about GTD you'll find um, links to our groups on Facebook LinkedIn GTD meetups uh, and so much more uh, all about the virtual offering as well right now that are really um, uh, a lot of people are am Making, making use of now with courses and, and coaching um, and as mentioned uh, in the beginning we really hope that you find these episodes valuable and if you do we really appreciate when you share these with a, a colleague or read us on iTunes.
0: Yes great well thank you everybody for listening and have a great and productive week ahead weeks ahead uh, and stay safe.
3: Bye everyone.
0: Bye bye.